to Indie Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Thank you all for joining us. To the thousands of listeners out there, we appreciate you. If you're brand new to the show, hey, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. And if you're uh, back for another riveting, riveting show, thank you for your loyalty and patronage. Yeah, if you're a veteran listener, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah. we're all in this together. Per- prayers there, and condolences. There's to your, nothing to your I liver. can do. We got to record it, and you have to listen to it. So <laughs> listen, we're all hey, Notre, we're in the same trench here. Notre Dame twenty four, Ball State Cardinal sixteen. The Irish are two and zero. Oh. I mean, you can't dispute that. You cannot dispute that. They're two and zero. Oh. They're undefeated, right? They are undefeated. They yeah, are undefeated. Yeah, they have not suffered defeat. Uh, on the scoreboard, at least. Morally, uh, who knows? Um, in, in, in all fairness and full disclosure, I did not watch this game. <laughs> at all? At all. Uh, really? Just to set the stage, this is the first game since probably the Davy years that I have not seen. Our cousin, our, our wonderful sweet cousin, yeah. uh, picked today for her wedding date. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Picked yesterday, yesterday. yeah. Uh, the ceremony was at 4.30, uh, about a half hour drive from here to get there. It means I left and at 4 and a 3.30 kick. Didn't leave a whole lot of time for a guy that was late getting in the shower. You chose so. family over football. Well, I don't, you know, that's okay. And here's the well, funny thing. This is the only game that you could tenuously this say, a, this is acceptable. Look, she's look, not a, she's not like a, in the football arena, if, so it wasn't really egregious for her to do it. If this was your favorite CD with the one bad song on it, this was the skipper. Skipper. This was Skip the skipper. Over it, this man. is Mamacita Absolutely. on uh, on Equemini. <laughs> feel and, feel uh, free to skip over. No. In fact, I think I tweeted that. Like, this is, this is the only acceptable game where, and, you know, you, which we've mentioned before, back when Navy was like a laydown win... You got married. I got married on a Navy game in 2000. On a Navy game? And five. five right? We got married the same year, yeah. I actually had it scheduled for uh, November 5th, which was originally the Navy game. They changed the Tennessee scheduling, and Tennessee was top 10 preseason, I believe. So Notre Dame hosted Tennessee on November 5th. I alerted my soon to be wife that we are going to change our wedding day. Uh, to the 12th, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was the new Navy game. That Back then, you're right, that was basically a guarantee Blew my win. birthday out of the water. And, no, no regard uh, there. And we went to the Tennessee game from a bachelor party. Yeah, we did. We had, a, we had a good time. on the field. Zibikowski ran a punt back right into my lap, pretty much. It was awesome. You did. You were on the south end, I was I on think. the south I was on the other there, end. On, when they had upgrades. bleachers down on the grass right. still. So but, it was great. But enough of that history. But and well, then, and here's the, you, well, here's the problem. Just to just to, to make sure I put emphasis on this, and I 
Dish and NBC are still having their little pissing match, so I couldn't record it. I couldn't DVR I it because I it was see. only available to me on the air. You didn't go Silk Road, Black Market, watch mm-hmm. this game on some sort what? of pi- pirated... Yeah, like through a peephole pirated in an alley. Pirated screener. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. I, I got I got a well, VHS I, of this I, thing I, from listen, some I guy in a trench coat. I sent out a tweet at during, during, after dinner, after our brisket. It was open bar. It was open brisket. So that's, you know... Open brisket, man. Open brisket. Yeah, brisket. Was... Open season on brisket. No, I, I said, at a reception, how we looking? And I got 50 replies in, ranging from puke memes to <laughs> don't bother watching it. So I'm, I'm operating off the box score so today. why not well the other thing anybody that's followed me in the past there's a couple each year there's a game in which i will probably tweet out from the beer tent right at the we also had the parish festival going on wife was very involved in that and it's so funny because the court this is a catholic parish so notre dame's a big deal for these people and they specifically said oh it's a ball state game people yeah, won't freak out yeah. we'll have the game on the corner yeah. you know what i mean by the kitty carnival and everything but it's like this isn't going to disrupt anything whereas in the past they've had like the Notre Dame Georgia game was during the festival, and a lot of people were glued to that yeah, instead of the band. They got the projector and, out, yeah, right, right, right. So it was a little bit of a, a more of a distraction than than the fellowship they're looking for. But this game was like, it, it can be ambiance, right? Like it's yeah. in the it's in the background, and yeah, I was uh, I was following the game on my phone, walking around doing what what essentially amounts to trick or treating at the Kitty Carnival, and I'm blasting Purdue fans yeah. for what happened to them. And man, don't. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. And if <laughs> if you are upset about this game, if your uh, win is a win and Notre Dame's two and zero, and and you're riding high and sailing, then good for you. You know right. that that's fine too. W- win or lose, man. Win or lose, we are in D. The sun will still rise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's because of Notre Dame that the sun's still gonna rise. Well, I did watch the game and I did watch it on um, an unnamed uh, source. But, did you get uh, the like the 40 minute condensed version? I did. did? Okay. I did. Gotcha. So I got the I got the condensed version. It right. had it had some official looking logos all over and I and I clicked through very quickly. So I did like the, you know, clockwork orange, right? Yeah. Like the eyes were paper clipped open. <laughs> was it like just, was it like from Notre Dame's uh, was it an official like sanctioned website where like hey, all these inter- I thought Wimbush threw interceptions and, and I thought we had a couple negative rushing yards. It was all, just it was two, all, like, yeah, all, it was two all Kelly highlight. interviews and, and a Jafar's <laughs> opening run and I was like, Man, we played great. Why is everybody griping on, on Twitter? Yeah, but no, yeah, this game yeah, Heisler I did a watch Heisler it. interview at the end and, and I watched it. it right. I watched it very, very quickly. <laughs> It was kind of implanted, you know, like in the Matrix where Neo, they, he gets the Kung Fu program and he's just like, whoa. Like, yeah. that's how I watched this game. Gotcha. So I did at least watch it. Um, but the stats are what they are. And you and Twitter is a, is a pretty effective barometer, <laughs> Twitter, right? And that's Twitter what this podcast sh- we try to do. Fest, apparently just like this game was. Yeah, pretty effective barometer, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can imagine um, what it was. Um, go ahead. Do you have any? Do you have anything else that you? No, I mean, do you have look, any openers? No, I mean, I, I guess my opener is just reading a text message from cousin JJ. I said, hey, I didn't watch the game. I mean, he was there at the he, he was there at the ceremony. Do you have to l- beep out his name like when you edit this? No, I don't have to do anything. Like I was talking about. Okay. No, I, I. But I do want to read his comments because I was like, "Hey, man, I, I obviously I need to go to you since you watch the game." And he's one of the harshest critics that we know. He's also usually right. Uh, hey, what do you think for the podcast? Here, and this is these are this is quote. I will go from start to finish. Wimbush is Golson. Okay, make throws and drives that blow your mind. Then the next drive or game will be horrifically awful. 
He is inconsistent. That's who he is. No amount of coaching will change that. Bench him, book or fill. He should have been benched in the first half. Defense is good. Gave up a lot of yard points, though. Running backs are trash. Tackles are trash. Wimbush is trash. Kelly is trash. Anyone who thinks this team can compete in a playoff with this coach is delusional. There you go. Well, I think that certainly represents uh, that, that's, the one side of it. There's that is no his, doubt that, about that's that. That's as Cousin JJ as you could possibly get. That's a very Cousin JJ-esque type of thing. Hang on. Okay. So I'm, I want to <laughs> I wanted to um, give a quick shout-out to 881. This is somebody. Is, I, I don't know if this is a relatively new follow for me. This is somebody I've been following on Twitter is a that little on bit. The, is that on the ND Fan Radio? Is that the official? We, okay, gotcha. Is, well, we do is, have an ND Fan Radio Twitter handle, at ND Fan Radio. Yeah, so this is the um, Avatar is point eight eight one, yeah, right? which is a winning percentage. Yeah, no, that's a great. Yeah, that's who's a, winning percentage? Notre Dame's historical right now. Right. No, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no down arrow or whatever. Okay, so I just no, I, I think it's I think it's, I wanted to read this. The, the whole podcast won't be reading tweets, but I did. This this is really a summation to me. This is a good analysis of what's happening, and th- this yeah, is obvious. Look right here. There you go. Gotcha. Rockney okay. all time winning percentage. So th- this is obvious, but it but it bears. It, it's a it's a nice tweet tweet-sized synopsis of what you're seeing out there. Brian Kelly has a decision to make. One, adjust his anemic spread to be a deliberate read option and win ugly, parentheses, but win. Yeah. yeah. Or two, continue to try to fit a square peg into a round hole and go seven and five. Ideally, he'd scrap it all together, but let's not kid ourselves. And and I think that the the square peg round hole is specifically a Wimbush comment. Yeah, Cousin, well, we can talk about. I got I got some thoughts on them. We let's go down this road here for a while. W- 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 Wimbush, with QB and Kelly. We and, do need to. And you know what? I have it. it. I have it right here on my on my. And many of you may or may not think that this is a fair comparison. Brandon Wimbush is not yet the Everett Golson of of the dumpster fire that it turned into at the no, end. No, he's 2012 Golson, right? He is. He is. And I put it right here. You are watching Everett Golson. You are watching him play. And, and here's the thing. Nobody can deny that Brandon Wimbush has very creative legs. He can get. He had a couple. I know you didn't see it, but he had a couple uh, sack avoidance maneuvers in this game where he was like, it was Fred Astaire, dude, or whoever mm. the guy was that was hanging on the light pole, singing in the rain. Is that Fred? <laughs> dude, it was basically that dance number in the backfield. I mean, mind blowing. I mean, Golson esque. It really, really was. But but here's what drives you crazy. Uh, if you if you think logically about a running offense oriented toward him, all those fantastic moves could be moving forward down the field. And the problem is he's doing them backwards. Yeah. And, and and he was sacked five times in this game, four or five times. His um his rushing yards were Negative seven. Uh, negative, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. again, we talked about in the past with Golson. What did we say? We go, look, the offense doesn't have to be that great. I remember distinctly you and I having a podcast where we said if Golson can kick in fifty rush yards, yeah. Yeah. they're well, unstoppable. The magic number was like sixty-five. They were going to win because the something. defense was so good, which right? is what Wimbush did in, in the in the game against Michigan. Exactly. So everybody out there that thinks Wimbush needs to pass a ton, obviously he doesn't. But if he can kick in fifty rush yards, and what did we talk about last week? He had fourteen rushing touchdowns last year, and and now I'm watching him. All his, all the magician stuff is happening in the backfield, yeah. and that is not a good place yeah. for him. It's not a good place for him to be well, doing that. Well, so here again, and having not seen this game, I mean, I have a couple of thoughts that go with this because, um, you know, I, I wonder. I mean, just to back up a little bit. I mean, this was a scrub opponent, right? I mean, there, there's obviously. 
um, going to be an emotional letdown, you know, after the green out with Michigan, all the hype. Now this, the place I assume was a morgue for this opponent. Dude, 2.30 nap time. It's yeah, this, right. And we can go, no, that's that, another that, tangent, no, that, And that's no Two. excuse. That's no excuse. I mean, look, if, if this is a new Brian Kelly, hey, look, man, you have to get your team hyped for, for a game like this because I think that's the setup, you know, how you motivate them to go down to a game like Miami where they should be ready to go, but, you know, so you don't have that mental crater yeah. uh, when you when you play in a hostile play. It's like if you can get up for this game, you should be able to get up for something bigger too, right? Right. So anyways, I, I just I wonder if, um, you know, and look, on the other side, Ball State's probably had this game circled for a decade. I mean, they, sure. they're, they're, they're clear. So clearly Ball State looks at it like their Super Bowl. Notre Dame's like, all right, we're coming off our, our big season opener. But what I what I wonder here, the where I'm going with this is – you know, I'm curious to know if the coaching staff looked at this game as as a glorified scrimmage or practice. In other words, hey, look, we did what we needed to do to beat Michigan, okay? And we let Wimbush run, and we let Wimbush scramble on passes and, and this and that. Um, but you know what? We got Ball State here now. Um, it, we should win this game comfortably, right? So they're kind of already rocked into a little bit of a, a you know a, a false sense of security that you know the stadium is going to be kind of tame, which magnifies that. And I'm curious to know if they took the and you watched the condensed. I wonder if they took this almost as an opportunity to 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 practice with Wimbush as if like uh, and I felt like they did this one of the games last year too and everybody Josh Adams was running all over the place and they're like okay fine but this team can't be elite because Wimbush can't throw and there was a game I was like Wake or somebody where it just seemed like all they did was just a bunch of throws to try to either validate their thesis or to prove or to disprove or to get all these reps for Wimbush passing right and I'm and I so I I wonder if they didn't to eight eighty one's point, and I can we can we'll go deeper into that too. But just to set that up, I mean, the guy had thirty throws, which seems like a lot. I mean, he had three hundred yards, which is is somewhat impressive and almost a ten yard average. But he threw three picks, mm-hmm. none of them were for TDs. But I wonder, is that a function of the coaching and the play calling? Like, hey, Brandon, look, we don't want you to have to do it with your legs this week. We're really going to focus on the passing. When he's not a polished pocket passer, that's not what he is. In fact, that's what Harbaugh is trying to do with Shea Patterson. Right, he's trying to turn this guy into you know into something that he's not. Well, and I think that's a I think that's a really interesting take. It's frankly, it's one that I haven't really seen, and it's pretty astute. I don't know if it's entirely that they need to practice it because you know you only have so much time to do that. But I think that if it's not that, it's probably hey against Ball State, we just don't need the legs, which is arguably a much more dangerous play for him to make when he crosses the line of scrimmage you know that's when injuries tend to happen I mean people think he's elusive enough that I don't see him getting going down on like a sack because he's always very mobile in the pocket you know, but if you just turn him into a brute runner, I mean, look at what we've had in the past with Zaire. Or whatever. We've seen QBs well, go down when they were running QBs. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit of a let's keep him in a bubble. Maybe it's a little bit of a practice. And it definitely looked like there was something that said Wimbush needs to be a thrower, a pocket passer this game. But that, that's, that, that is what it felt like but absolutely but was, was the game and, plan. But that was the point of the tweet, which is it is it square peg round hole. Um, I mean, the book is 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 also somewhat mobile, but he, I mean, he's like a more mobile uh, Tommy Reese than he is a you know like a Everett Golson clone, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Wimbush is a natural runner. He is, and so was Zaire. I wanted so much for them to be in some kind of you know speed option, zone read, read option. 
something heavier on that. And and it made perfect sense for Zaire to do that. Zaire now Zaire's a guy freak leg injury notwithstanding who was built to take the the you know right right. I mean that guy was built like a damn fullback. Yeah, and he could have done it, but they but again same thing. They tried to turn him into some polished pocket passer, which is what he was never going to be. I can't figure it out. But the difference, at least last year, was you had Josh Adams to take a lot of the you know to to be the one two punch of a of a read option you know kind of offense like that. Yeah. And I don't know if these guys. I mean, cousin JJ says running backs are trash, and we saw. I don't agree with know, that. I, I don't agree but, with but, that. But Dexter Williams is transcendent. He is possibly one of the best backs that Notre Dame's had in the last decade. You yeah. know, we wouldn't know because he never gets the ball, and he's not playing right now. But I think he's got that kind of potential. Yeah. You know, and and so I'm curious to know. Would they would they do more of that if if Dexter was in? But in his absence, and it doesn't seem like the, I mean, 117 r- rushing yards against Ball State is not the 450 against Miami. No, no, you know? there's no doubt. And and those teams are okay. Maybe Ball State's a little bit better, but let's it's not like we're playing Auburn's defense well, here. Look, here's what here's the thing about Ball State, you know, and um, what what Notre Dame needs to be able to do is is. They need to be able to rise above teams that play peppy that want to win. We see it every single year versus Navy. We see it with Ball State. Miami, Ohio didn't really have it, but there's other teams that come in. Yeah, Pitt always does. Yeah, maybe not even the Pitt. Some Wake of these Forest smaller did. schools that yeah. no, I'm talking about the schools that get their one shot. Oh, the, the Duke? Tulsa's. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean. They come in and the, it is. It's their one little moment in the in the tourist attraction of Notre Dame Stadium, and they play very peppy. And Notre Dame's always like, "Who are you guys again?" You know. And I mean, look, Ball State and Notre Dame are what. They're hour and a half apart i mean yeah. ball state is not a, well, other than the one year they had nate davis you know where they kind of they kind of popped up on radar a little bit but this is not a big time program i will hold judgment on the running backs i don't think that assessment at this point is fair the f- second play of the game armstrong popped off a 40 yard run looking very reminiscent of josh adams the line is and Look, this is a very, very obvious statement, but it is something that I said earlier. So this is my one I told you so moment. This line is not the line of last year. It is absolutely not. uh, Specifically on the left side, it, that is that is a disaster. Well, let's do a little. It, let, it's bad let, Let's do a little box score voodoo here, real quick, right? Because Notre Dame had forty-one rushes, which I like seeing forty-one rushes, uh, uh, thirty-one pass plays. So out of uh, seventy-two pass plays total, that's fifty-seven percent running, which is a little low, I mm-hmm. guess. But you know, but but forty rush attempts is respectable. One hundred seventeen yards. But if you take, you said Armstrong had a long one, and it says as long as a 42, he had 13 carries for 66 yards. But if we back out that 42-yarder, he had 12 carries for 24 yards. No, I agree. He had 12 carries for 24 yards. So he ran the ball for two yards a carry outside of his 42-yarder. Similarly, Tony Jones Jr. had 13 carries for 61 yards with a long of 31. So if you pull that out, he had 12 yards for thir- 12 carries for 30 yards. Yeah. So now you're talking about 24 carries for 54 yards. I think I'm I'm staying there with the math with the math. Um that ain't good, brother. No, that, I agree, but here, here's all I'm saying. Here's all I'm per. saying. Many, many of these carries they are running into, which is which is insane to watch them. It's like they were playing Georgia. They're running into a wall of white jerseys, well, but I'm it's sure not Georgia. Ball, it's Ball State. Well, I'm sure they were selling out to stop the run. They were. They were, but I'm, like I said, which, I'm, which I'm holding. I, so, which I guess in, in, with, with in that context, it makes sense why you would try to exploit more. If, hey, if you guys are going to put nine in the box and just sell out for the run, I get it why 
why uh, you know that that would lend itself to maybe some more passing. But also, you know, then I get, maybe that is the 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 you know, the recipe for stopping Notre Dame, which is kind of what uh, Miami, you know, what people have done in the past. In uh, since Brian Kelly's recommitted himself, yeah, or, I only say re since Brian self Brian Kelly committed himself to running the ball for the first time ever, basically last year. But it's like, all right, you know, if if a good defense sells out to stop the run, you have to be able to punish him with some passes. And if they're saying Wimbush yeah. can't, then then maybe that does say. Well, shouldn't Book be playing? Exactly, I don't exactly. Know. And there were open passes, and he did make some good passes. I to, one final point on the rushing thing again. I just want to reserve judgment on these running backs. I I don't think you have a Josh Adams in the backfield right now. I think that Dexter Williams would be a huge addition at this point. However, you failed to mention that eleven of those forty-one rushing carries were Wimbush. And look at his output total yards. We already mentioned it because of well, the sacks. Got, yeah, it's got sacks in it. There are some sacks in there, and he had a couple good runs, couple good scrambles. But by and large, you take out almost a fourth of the carries. Well, they had 55 rushing yards with true backs, exactly. which is not so good. You, That's what you Georgia held out, them to last you know, year. I mean, and look at look at Riley Neal for Ball State, right? He has seven carries, 35 yards for their quarterback. So it's a little bit different scenario when when it's like you got, yet again, you got some guy coming in, and we're all talking about how great of a runner Brandon Wimbush is. And again, this is a line problem. You know, if you want to really point the finger, this is absolutely an offensive line problem because when you have Riley Neal coming in, less carries, more yardage, net-net, than Brandon Wimbush. You know, he, he doesn't have the passing capability. Nec- Which, well, he, he does, and, actually. And That's the, not even fair to say. But I'm just saying, as a runner, you can't have Ball State's quarterback coming in and producing 35 positive yards and Notre Dame's awesome running quarterback producing negative seven I know but that sacks are figured in there, and I think that stat is stupid. However, I'm just saying. But, but again, that's why I wonder. I didn't see who was playing line or if they moved anybody around. I know they did make some changes during the Michigan game. Again, I mean, it just kind of begs the question, were they using this game as like some experimental thing, right? Because you can against somebody like Ball State. I mean, but it sounds like they almost got their hand caught in the cookie jar, which would have been catastrophic. If they lost this game, well, I there's mean, no doubt. There's I mean, no that doubt. would have been catastrophic. I think you can take that comment but, that you mentioned about practice. You can take it one way or another. You can take it as they use it as an opportunity to practice. I think you could take it as well, they want to I protect they, Wimbush. I mean, are they moving? You know, are they moving guys around on the line? Are they? Are were people starting? To, I don't know. You know, like were they starting? In I different didn't see spots? too much of that. But he, here's they, what I think. The other thing is, I think that when Kelly sees an opponent like Ball State, he goes. Great, I can do what I want to do. Well, and that's maybe that's, and that's part of why it too. they seem probably lose. You know, I mean, they didn't last year really that much, but but uh, in years past, they have definitely lost to teams that they got no business losing to. And I wonder, but that's the thing. It's like okay, now I can instead of you know, okay, oh gosh, we we're playing Michigan guys. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to really play some some. We're gonna have to get out to an early lead. We're gonna have to play some really tough defense, and we're just gonna have to run the ball. And 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 quite frankly, that's how last season was because he was backed up against the wall after going four and eight. So it's like, all right, if we really got to do it, let's follow the formula that everybody knows is successful, you mm-hmm. know, B- begrudgingly. But you know, now we got some some latitude. We got a little bit of leeway with a chump opponent or whatever. Now I get to be Air Kelly. That's who I really am. Yeah, right. Which freaks you out because yeah. if that's who you are, it, I mean, that ain't sustainable, man. Well, and, and and you know you're just reverting to your to your old old version of of chucking all over the place because you think it's sexy. Well, listen, you're not getting quarterbacks like Baker. You know, I mean, yeah. 
Let's let's table that for a second. I'm going to cover a couple other things, and we'll go back to that because I think that's really what the meat and potatoes of this game and what what's happening with Kelly. I think is what you're talking about right now. But there's a couple other things I wanted to just tie up some loose ends from last week's special teams again. Again, we see I I see Chris Fink back there making crazy decisions on some of the punt catches. Like he's letting it bounce and he's in harm's way, and then he's catching the ball. Notre Dame had a missed field goal in this game. Somebody out there can correct me if I'm wrong. Again, it's one for one on field goals. I watched this quickly. No, they definitely missed a field goal. All right. Um, No, they missed a field goal, which was like a 42 yarder. Okay. Okay. And then the next time around, it was, it it would have been about a 42 yarder again. And it wasn't really like a back against the wall moment. And Notre Dame goes for it on fourth and eight, which was basically saying, Hey, now we don't have confidence in Yoon because he had missed this field goal. And then later in the game, they have a 46 yarder lined up and they go back to it. And he kicks a 46-yarder, and he makes it. So it was just kind of showing the lack of consistency. You see a little bit of spark on the returning side of things. Um, they had a kickoff out of bounds again. I mean, that's I saw, the type of stuff. I saw. Uh, I did see a meme on Twitter where Kelly had somebody on the sideline like, what the fuck are you that's doing? The, I, I, I Forgive me. I, I'm a horrible fan. I don't even know his name. It's the place, the, the kickoff kicker. He put it out of bounds, okay. and he put one out of bounds against Michigan, I think. He's a freshman, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure he's Yeah, a, he's so he's, he's taking the kickoff duties, and he put one out of bounds, and he definitely got on the wrong side of it. So just because you had noted Brian, uh, Brian Polian and somebody maybe that has – it's it wasn't really the story in this game, but it certainly didn't get cleaned up from last week. Yeah. In in my mind, um, you know there was there was a lot of punting from from Newsome more than you would expect. I don't know if maybe you, I don't know if you'd expect Notre Dame to be punting five not, times. Not, yeah. The return game, so so. Sebo, uh, he he he's somebody that could be be an interesting character, but you know, well, I mean, it's more concerning th- the other stuff three, right now. Special returns, teams were not the I mean, story. He's averaging twenty two yards with a long of twenty six. I mean, I don't know where he took that twenty six yarder from, but they give it to you at the twenty five right now. <laughs> it looks like they're not even getting their average. Well, that's true. The average return so that. The risk reward is pretty meager, yeah. meager on that at this point. Um, the, uh, one other quick throwaway comment that I saw: Notre Dame marched at the very beginning of this game. They they in two plays, Notre Dame gets down to the two yard line, yeah. right? And I'm like, how many times have you seen Notre Dame under Brian Kelly look fantastic on the opening drive? Like they catch him off guard. They had a they had a wide open pass. I think it was to commit. The first pass was great, wonderful design play. He was on the left side. It was like a 30-yard pass. The next play, Jafar runs down to like the three-yard line. Everybody's like, you know, everybody's just leaning back, and they immediately resort to stock portfolio conversations like, ah, no problem here. It's just going to be just like Miami of Ohio. Two plays, Notre Dame's on the goal line. And then Ball State just sets up like the the little shell in 300, you know, where all the shields go together, <laughs> yeah. and everybody like puts them all over, over, overlapped. Home. And they kind of they make it tough for Notre Dame to get in there and all of a sudden like okay this is going to be interesting and then everything after that it on the offensive side you know it was just it was just kind of interesting but I just want to throw this couple oh, things look, out so, there but so we know that Notre Dame's offense is in flux I mean they were okay but they weren't even great against Michigan other than they got an early lead and they were kind of in a position where they could yeah. coast um, you know, they, they scored no points in the fourth quarter here in this game, right. whereas Ball State scored 10. 
missed stats or Ball State also missed a field goal in the fourth quarter. So they could I mean Ball State was having their own struggles. Yeah. They they had another scoring chance. They missed a field goal before they kicked the final field goal. So and they so they were driving down. Notre Dame got stopped. They drove down again, kicked a field goal at the very end. So but I you know, the big thing for me, and this is not new, right? But what else are we gonna say on this podcast? But here's here's the way I've been thinking about this. We've said this before, but it bears repeating. To me, this is the story of this game. You alluded to it a lot earlier. I think that this is all that matters in this game. If you want to be a win is a win guy, hey, that's fine. Notre Dame is two and zero. I mean, they are still two and zero. They're and tweeting th- pictures of the victory meal. I see these guys with big Flintstone legs of beef, whatever yeah. they're eating. You tomahawk, know, tomahawk, yeah, right, realize. exactly. So they're they're all eating good in the neighborhood. Good for them. They win. Winning matters. It it does. And I'm not gonna sit here and poo poo the entire thing because Notre Dame was close. But let's be honest, if you think that beating Michigan and beating Ball State in those two games, which were completely different personalities, like you said, the night game, the game day atmosphere, the green out. I, I mean, I, what, what were you going to do other than have a letdown? I mean, I mean, that, that still is. However, that is, this was way more than a letdown. Yeah, this was scary. Yeah, it really well, was. Well, look, I mean, it, it still, I think, is it's encouraging that to see that they responded to the to the lights and the hype and the green out and the fans came and brought a home field advantage and Notre Dame kicked Michigan in the face early even though Michigan you know may may ultimately not be anything special this year I don't know but I, I don't even care like that I think the joy of the Michigan games is still intact and it's still sure. impressive because of how many times in the past Notre Dame has not you know responded to bright lights or come out flat or or not lived up to the hype and they mm-hmm. did and that's encouraging I mean I, I think that I think that can still be a, a positive thing for this season and look I am not the very I'm not an optimistic person about Brian Kelly in, or Notre Dame in general but I have to concede that point I still think that that is a viable real thing however you know, of course, they. I'm sure Notre Dame lied about this being a sellout, and you know, again, per usual. Yeah. Um, you know, well, it's easy to continue your sellout streak I mean, when you well, knock three thousand. I mean, when you knock three thousand tickets off the capacity. I mean, they with had your a, new uh, you know, expansion. They had a flyby of paper airplanes from the from you know from the press box or something. I mean, it's so it's not it's not the college game day atmosphere. But, you know, you can't, uh, you know, Alabama didn't have uh, a game day atmosphere against Arkansas State either. And I think they're still scoring points. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So so as it relates to, I guess, what Cousin JJ said on on anybody that thinks this is a playoff team is delusional. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that's a fair statement. I, 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 Notre Dame's got the talent. You thought that maybe the coaching had kind of turned the corner because of the way that they came out against Michigan. But really, really good teams, A, don't need to to experiment and, and just try to figure out what their identity is still at this well, point, which is a hallmark of Brian Kelly of never knowing what the that, fu- fuck he wants to that's do. That's the word. That's the word I want to say is identity. And I'm talking specifically offense, and, right? And, and when they do play teams like this, they bury them. I know. I know. And, and Elite I, teams bury teams like, like Ball course, State. Of course. Of course. And again, this is, this is known. Everybody knows this, but th- what else can we say? Brian Kelly 
really does not have an offensive identity. My brother and I do a podcast every week, and if you asked us, what's Brian Kelly's offensive identity, neither one of us would be like, oh, he's a read option guy. Right, yeah. he, he's a this guy. He's a that guy. We wouldn't be able to His do that. His identity is he's he's a reluctant runner of the ball because he can never develop the elite passer that he so desperately wants to have right. and air it out. So I just what you don't need to get do, it. Yeah. He's like Mike Leach with with you know with denial issues or yeah. something. Well, I don't know. If, but here here's the thing, and he, you know this is this is what I don't understand. If you if Kelly wanted to be that, okay, let's say I go to your workshop, which we're kind of in your workshop, we're in your studio, right? I come in here and I see microphones, I see a mixing board, I see headphones, and I go, this guy is a delusional podcaster, yeah. right? Empty, if, empty bourbon bottles, if that's I, our if, identity. If, that guy's a podcaster, <laughs> right? That's identity. If I walk into somebody's uh, wood, sh- you know, wood making shed, and I see a bunch of screw like drills and planers and saws and sawdust all over the floor, oh, this guy's a carpenter. Right, yeah. Brian Kelly's that has that hodgepodge toolbox. Yeah, where there's, some, a, the, there's a stuffed squirrel on the wall. You're like, right. what the hell is and that? There are nice there's some neons from the 80s. There are very nice tools in there. He's got the brand new, like you know, the D wall, whatever. I don't even know what the nicer brands are. But he's got the nice stuff. Like he's paying the money and he has the nice tools. But yeah, I look it, at his set and I go, it, what? He's what exactly do him. you do with this? He, yeah, it's right. Just got him. Yeah, like I don't dang, know. that that's a, that's a nice circular saw. That thing is like brand new and that's what i don't understand i don't see the synergy of why is he not getting pocket passers on the roster why are you even drafting why are you even looking for guys like golson and wimbush if you don't want them to be that if you don't want to in zaire yeah i mean dude i mean look this, it was can better you, when we you, talked about Zaire and Kaiser. You, that was that was the that was the epitome of what I'm talking me, about. It, everybody was like, "Are you a Zaire guy or a Kaiser guy?" And it was like, "Why are we even talking about this? It should be the same guy. It should be the same stamped guy." Yeah, that, that is what you need for your offense. But he right? had, they have no identity. They don't know what no, they are. When was the or only th- time they had an identity? They, when was the only time that they had well, it the for first a eight six games game, of, yeah, of last year? A six game <laughs> orgasmic rapture last year when Notre Dame was steamrolling people, and I of all people was excited about it. You know, well, and coincidentally, the identity was hashtag RTDB. I mean, it was the run the damn ball. It was it was you and know, it worked and, and it, it worked was, and they were number awesome. four in the country yeah, yeah. and they were number three in the playoff rankings. They were number two in the country and rushing and they were number one in your heart and now what did you tweet what did we talk about what was brian kelly's overall long long arc average in sagarin what was it you said it oh, in the first week 23rd fringe top 25 fringe program because they were ranked 23rd i believe is what the is, number is was over and the last what eight did years. you tweet today yeah. happened after this game they dropped from 15 to 23 does that sound like reversion to the meat now Again, look, i'm not doing the freak out thing i'm just saying part of that's because of ball state schedule you know the schedule and well, whatever it'll, it'll I mean, like, they got michigan state ahead of notre dame at the sure. moment so it's that i mean i wouldn't take that too far um i do i do want to give a shout out though because um i had a I had a guy on twitter at irish tightness you can at me if you like uh ryan gazuski g-i-z-e-w-s-k-i ryan rye guy uh, said, do you ever look at TeamRankings.com? Their predictive rankings were uh, extremely one of the most accurate predicting win losses last year. Um, I, you know, I have looked at this website in the past and CFB stats and team rankings. I've done a lot of. Them. I haven't been to one uh, this one in a while. But what actually I, I did like about this uh, particular website, TeamRankings.com, was um, they give you the percentage of going undefeated. 
the, 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 the probability the, the probability okay. of, of going undefeated which I found uh, which is, that's the name of the game in college football right I, the, that's what you're all hoping it, for for Notre Dame it is it is oh I mean, for the top I, what yeah, 20 anybody, programs yeah, that's I, what I, you're I, believing I thought that was um, I thought that was interesting so um, you know their their projected win loss is 8 and 8.7 and 3.3 so 8 and 3 season uh, 9 and 3 I guess is, is kind of where they're at I think they gave a, a distribution if you click on them here of uh, you know the, the chance to go in eight and four, nine and three, ten and two. Slightly yeah, some pretty stat nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah here. right. Yeah, okay. which, which is cool. Uh, and they rank it as like the miracle season, the good luck season, the most likely season, the bad luck season, and the meltdown. So the meltdown scenario, six and six. We, I wish they would. I would have seen that last year or two years ago. Yeah, right. Four and eight for the meltdown projection. But the person, but the reason I bring it up is what I want to focus on is is the percentage chance that Notre Dame can still go undefeated. Then mm-hmm. they still can go undefeated. They I mean, sure, sure. And, and they are now. We thought maybe this could be like a 2012 situation, I guess, of like a serviceable QB uh, and and really stout defense. We didn't talk about defense too much on, on this podcast. I'm still trying to wrap my mind how in the Fuck! Ball State ran ninety-seven plays. I can't. I can't. Well, it's just tempo. I mean, they're not that effective, but they they you know with the play clock change right where it goes to like forty right when it reaches. I mean, they're run. There's thirty seconds on the on the new play clock, but they are a tempo team. Yeah, that's what they. And like I said, not as effective. But they ran um, the ball for fifty more yards than Notre Dame did. Now again, this is this is a little yard pointy. You know, I well, mean, one of the, the other reasons is they were getting to third. They were converting third downs way better than Notre Dame, which was a really scary stat. At one point in the game, I wrote it down. I can't remember exactly what it was. I believe that Ball State was. This is at one point in the game. It wasn't at the end. Notre of Dame, it. go ahead. Notre where Dame was, was it? four for fourteen on third downs, and and Miami was eight for twenty three. Ball so State. Ball, Ball State was eight for twenty three. What I say, Miami? You said Miami. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, Red we, Hawk. We want to live in a world where those two things are the same. Those two game yeah. results are the yeah. same. And three but, for three on fourth down for for yeah. Uh, Ball they State they were too. just they had yeah, longer. And again, they had a missed field goal. They they had some turnovers too. So they were they were moving the ball. They were running a lot of plays, a lot of tempo, but it wasn't clean. Ball State's not a clean offensive team they're turning it over you know it's kind of it was kind of all over the place but they they were moving i mean there's no doubt like that that was their mo was was to do that um but you know like you said in the defense i'll be honest from what i've seen and i'm not the defensive expert there's some secondary concerns that i've seen but the linebacking play is really good and the d line I mean, is Co- very active Coney, the d line Coney i had love a billion tackles it looks like i love watching our d line play i i th- gosh who was it i i can't remember who it was but one of the guys jumped up two-handed uh batted a pass and then dove for it and just missed it by inch very very athletic play i mean the d line is 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 tight they are exciting to watch i like them the linebackers look great um, and they're doing a lot of hard work out there, but some some of nobody's getting flat out burnt. They're just letting them catch a lot, and then you know what I mean. Although yeah, Elliot had two picks, right? He did. So and and those are good plays. He was route jumping on the you know. So they're they're the defense is not the problem, but we we keep harping on it is because. What's keeping Notre Dame from that undefeated percentage being much, much higher probability? To me, and when I look at it at face value right now, what is keeping Notre Dame from that? I don't think Ball State scoring 16 points is a problem. I don't think Michigan, what did Michigan get, 17? I don't think that's a problem. You know what I mean? I think that Notre Dame, which I said last week, I think Notre Dame's averaging 24 points yeah. is a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And then we have a quarter when you have a coach and a quarterback who a lot of people were very high on, and now it's starting to turn into a, a show that I've seen before, and its name was Everett Golson. 
that's the concern I have. I, it, the running backs, I, I can't even, we don't even have time to talk about the running backs, and they're you not only, a problem. You only got to deal two more weeks before you before you get Dexter. Yeah, and and but and again, I feel like that could be a game changer for them. It, but but it should be. He might be running now, behind now, the now, same scary line. Yeah, that's, you know that's true. But trust yeah. me, if you had one, if you had one wish coming out of the genie bottle right now, it would be that that Kelly's quarterback lined up with what he wanted the quarterback to do. Kelly's gone is <laughs> what it would be. But. Look, square peg round hole is the best way to say it. You take a guy who wants to run. He does amazing things in the backfield. He's a wizard with his legs. And you make him sit back there and try to pick another team apart. I look. I don't want to knock him. He's a competitor. He's a gamer. He has a ton of potential, and I want him to be. be dude, he can't even like some of his throws aren't even spirals. You know, like he's just under a lot of duress. And it's the thing is, he yeah, looks. But I he mean, looks like this, a fantastic like high school quarterback. You know well, what I mean? He was a fantastic high school quarterback. Well, and that's who Kelly's getting is guys that are fantastic. Well, but he's not getting guys that can get plugged in. Dude, if you want to pass it, look, Brian Kelly, listen, if you want to be a pass it all over team, I don't care. But recruit pocket passers. Yeah. You know, you have good receivers. Or find, find, but find, do it and be good find at Find high school guys that are so polished that you don't have time to screw them up when you just start them as a freshman. And, and just well, like Manti had the best tackling technique on the, on Charlie Weiss's team when he started, cause he actually had a high school coach yeah, and knew but, what the hell he was doing. But again, nobody's going to fault. If you go out and get a Jimmy Clausen instead of a Brandon Wimbush, I don't care if that's really what you want to do, do it and do it well. Nobody would be upset if Notre Dame was a, was a Mike Leach type team and they were winning. Nobody would care. No. You might. But most people out there wouldn't give a crap. But what we what drives you insane is the best they looked was when they were running, and then all yeah. those guys are gone, yeah. and now it's like, well, we can't do that, and it's like, well, because you didn't stock the system, yeah, you didn't create an assembly line to do that. But that, yeah, that I mean, and that's the the sad thing because they do have a good recruiting pipeline by and large. They, they get uh, great talent, but it's not the specifically and, and even, and designed even, talent and we even need. Linemen, they they always get good linemen too. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, it's. I mean, I don't know what else I could say. Um, having not watched the game, and and again, I mean, it's probably the first game in a decade that I've missed. Um, longer than that, but but you know, last twelve, fifteen years, I sounds like it was a puke fest. I mean, it just sounds like it was an ugly game all around. Hard to say if it was an aberration or if it's uh, you know a sign of things to come. I mean, if, but it, at the same time, I feel like you were telling me that Brian Kelly 1.0 is rearing his ugly head, and well, that scares the, the shit out of any. It should scare the shit out of any. That's all that Notre matters. And look, a lot of people want to look at Brandon Wimbush. He look, he throws off his back foot. He throws into double coverage. He threw his picks. quarterback his coach dis- is Reese, and his head coach <laughs> is Kelly. Two guys who've never developed yeah. a co- competent quarterback. Right. So I you, guess Kaiser kind but, of, but, but to he me, got out of there before they got to Tatum and he, uh, for, before Kelly. Could Kaiser's ruin. playing Sunday Night Football right now. Now, because Aaron Rodgers went down. I just got that on my fantasy update. Right, so DK getting a little prime time. But look, this whole construct, and we've talked about this so many times. And at Cincinnati, he was a tempo guy. He was scoring 60, 70 points because he had to. Great. Fine. Do that. Create that. Be, be read but option. You- be triple option. Be throw it all around. Just pick something. Stock the, the recruiting pipeline to orient to that instead of just grabbing the best guys and, and going out to that workshop every single time you have a project and going... 
oh, what do I got out here? And you're like, I don't got a tool for that. You know, it's because like you're not an expert. Well, that's, that's, you're not an that's expert at anything. You, you have a you have a brainstorm for some project of something that you've never built before. You go out and you spend a shit ton of money on all the tools. You do the project once and then you never use those tools again. So every time you go back to the, to the woodshed, right, you're like... Right. Uh, oh, I don't have one of those yet either. So now you have this eclectic collection of random shit and it's like, it spans every, every possible usage, but you know, it's like you're, now you're trying to cut PVC and all you've been working with wood before. And before that you got all this metal stuff and it's just like, which is exactly what I do in real life. (laughs) And so trust me, I know what I'm talking about with the actual tool thing here, but like, that's what I do, but not every coach has to do this, but that's what Kelly owes the fans. I'll say it that way he has been so all over the place and you can it's he's been so inconsistent with his with his message with his offensive message that's what he owes is what he what he finally gave to the fans last year do one thing do it well it's do the it, best you do look. what tightness has been asking for for five years I know you don't have the guys right now to do it again, but you know what? At least try it. Build it. You, Rebuild there's it. There's absolutely, I don't care who's on their roster, and, and there's no reason that you can't run that against Ball State. I agree. You, maybe Bud Foster and Virginia Tech stops it. Maybe. Okay. I, I, I get that. Yeah. But for freaking Ball State, dude, you can't tell me that you couldn't put the same game plan that you had for one of those games last year. Well, and how else do you want to st- slow down a team that's going to run 100 plays against you? Again, I, Ball State wasn't really the offensive threat here, but that's what I'm they need. I'm starting to warm up to the idea of Navy beating Notre Dame this year. Hey man, it's Navy. You've always pointed out Navy is what I'm talking about. Not every school has to do this, but Kelly has to do this to save himself from himself. He has to pick something and do it well. Pick a major, dude. You have been general studies yeah, at this point yeah, yeah. for six years, Van Wilder. Like you need to pick a major and just get it done and do it and stock the roster. So we're like, if you want to be a running team, all you care about is running backs and big big name receivers aren't that important to you. You know what I mean? If it's like a Georgia Tech or a Navy, sorry, dude, you're not you're not the star if you're a receiver. All right, you're a secondary kind of guy. If you want to do that, but you got he's got to pick something to do it. I mean, it, this throwing Wimbush out there, pun intended, it, it didn't look good, you know. And it's putting him in a bad spot. It's not setting him up to succeed. Yeah, it's just that, not. That's the thing. They're gonna they'll, they'll end up benching him for book, and it'll be it'll be downhill. Well, and then, then then that's when the mental thing happens, yep, and we've yep. all seen that happen, right? So, well, for the time being, Notre Dame is undefeated. Um, no, they won. I mean, just trust me. I, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not to, that much of a win is a win, but I, I I just don't have any first person knowledge to really. You have to win to keep winning. I get yeah, that, but I, this this will get really interesting in the Stanford Virginia Tech space. This this is where this is going to get really interesting. I have no problem predicting that Notre Dame will end up being four and zero versus Stanford. Uh, to me, that going that's in, still going, going, to going Stanford. into Stanford. Yep. I'm I'm not I'm not hitting like the the eject button right now at all. But that Stanford game and then Virginia Tech coming right after it, and then look, Pitt is always is always testy, and then Navy. That four-game yeah. stretch and right there. Yeah, Northwestern, Florida State. But. Well, Northwestern is who comes in and steals your wallet after you're beaten and bloodied by Navy. That's That game's scary, too, for all, all sorts of reasons. Well, Florida State doesn't scare well, me anymore. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, team rankings is saying 9-3. Nine and, uh, nine and three. Um, Yeah, we'll see. 
Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it, it wouldn't. It's probably just a typical Coach Osinko eight and five, you know. But yeah. if it did have a lot, of, I mean, I felt great last week. I still, I'm still bass. Having not been been sullied by this Ball State well, game, well, you did it right. Just don't uh, watch the games that are bad. Like that I, I was awesome. Wasn't, it wasn't on purpose. If if dish and do you have a Miami Ohio game and then you can just like put tape over if, your TV if, and just put like. Put Ball State yeah, and be well, like, oh, I'm going to check this to, game I out. To, I wanted to see another team with a Cardinal on the helmet, so I dug up the uh, Louisville game, and I was just, just as disappointed in that. No. You know? Yeah. No. Um, I just uh, dish, dished in NBC, didn't afford me the chance to DVR it, so I missed it. But So I'm, I am still basking somewhere. I'm a, still a positive Irish tightness basking Good. in the Great. glow of Michigan, but I know it's coming, and you know it's coming. If that happens, you know what you're going to get from ND Fan Radio. Look. Hot truth. Well, look, man, this this game was the first little tremor on the seismograph, right? This was the first one. And I'm not saying this is all going to fall apart. It's very salvageable right now. That game, There was a lot of behavioral correction. It wasn't that Notre Dame didn't have the guys. There was a lot of behavioral problems. However... That was the first moment in that. But the speed wobbles always start with with the first wobble, right? Totally, before, totally. Before the wheels, you know, just... like the really there's like a really cheap like B movie. There's like four B movies about earthquakes, right? Like The Rock was in one of them. This is the first time early in the movie when you know, like yeah. they're just at a bar. When they you know? do, when they show the tar pit and there's just a bubble. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, that's what that's what exactly what just happened, right? Yeah, and again, yeah. some guy in a basement felt the wall move, and he's like, "Wait a minute, what?" You know? Yeah, some guys. And there's a scientist in New Mexico who who makes a the very first phone call like hey guys we might yeah, have a problem which is probably cousin jj at this point right <laughs> or some of some of the more of the naysayers it's very salvageable that's the good news a win is a win you're fighting irish or two and oh uh, it is uh, they gotta get some they got two weeks to get their shit together before it gets before it gets real yeah i, I that's a good way of saying it you got two weeks to figure it out and, it, and it's gonna get real that, that, that's it's a good gonna get way real of and it. it's gonna get real real quick yep yep Thanks for listening to Indie Fan Radio, your favorite podcast out there. We are proud that you uh, continue to tune in. Uh, please leave comments on One Foot Down if you like. You can also find us on iTunes, Stewie, all that. SoundCloud, SoundCloud yep, it's all, all out that, there. All that, all that fun you can find us. Yep. yep. Holla.